All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July 8th, 2019. What's going on? How are ya? How's it going? Well, back to the goddamn grind, right? Beautiful, probably a beautiful sunny summer day. And you got what you got to feel what it felt like to be a fucking trust fund kid this entire weekend, right? Just no fucking nobody bugging you, right? Other than your significant other. We need more ice. Can you go to the store and get some more ice? What, do you not know how to drive a fucking car now? Don't start. Okay? Just don't fucking start. you said you weren't gonna do this. You ruined Easter, you ruined Flag Day, okay? What is it with you in the holidays? Well, you know, I'd like to enjoy the day too, sweetheart, rather than run into the fucking store every time you just, you decide we need some more fucking dip. You know, you are just getting, you're just getting impossible. They're coming to America, the cunts. How- <laughs> How's it going, man? Um... I'm in a stupid mood. It's a Sunday um, when I'm recording this, and I have a lot to record. Congratulations, by the way, to the uh, the women's, the ladies' uh, soccer team. They won the World Cup. First ladies' team to ever do that, ever. Of course, it's the USA to go back-to-back, I should say. Four years ago, they also won a World Cup. All right? They're the first ones ever. How far back does women's soccer go? Like, when did they first let them out to, like, fucking allow them to play soccer? You know what I mean? All these fucking guys yelling at them about their hoop skirts. You can't run around. You're going to fucking, you're going to trip and fall, and you're going to flatten out your titties. And then what? Then what? You know? Um, this is what guys thought back in the day. I'm just trying to give you guys perspective on women's soccer. History of women's world cup all right let's look this up here what do we got what do we got the fifa 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 the fifa world cup is an international football competition blah blah fucking blah founded in 1991 oh jesus christ all right but still we are the first ones we are the first ones my friend and we got the best women in the world. Do, 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 do. Um, 
Anyways, they won, and I watched literally seven minutes of it. It was promoted very well. I knew it was going on. How about that? I just was too busy to watch it. And as I mentioned before, I like lady soccer better than the fellas because there's a lot less flopping around. You know what I mean? When a woman falls down and cries, you got, you got to be like, all right, what happened? A guy falls down and cries. You're like, you fucking pussy. Get up. Really? Did it hurt that bad with your little slippers on? Um... Now I'm going to get a bunch of fucking letters from cunts around the world going, you ever have somebody step on your toe with cleats, you know? Yeah, I've gotten a hooker before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like a bunch of stilettos. I've never understood that. You ever see that shit where guys want, like, women in stilettos to step on their balls? Yeah, or walk on their back? Like, what the fuck happened to you? Let's look that up, right? Who gives a shit? I don't have any guess. What the fuck? You just listen to me looking up shit. Why do men like their balls stepped on? This is actually going to be my search here, unless I clean out my cookies. Balls stepped on. Boot, 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 boot. Ball stomping foot fetish. Interestingly enough, is on theobserver.com. What do I look up next? Why do people want to observe somebody fucking get their ball? Why do guys, why do some guys like getting kneed in the testicles as a fetish? Here's another one. That's my fetish, getting, <laughs> getting punched in the balls. Men explain what they actually want partners to do with their balls. All right, here's one. Beyond play with them. And do not approach them as though they were a boppet. Well, that, I don't know what a boppet is, but that seems violent. Loads of people who don't want to have their own set of balls. Why does having my balls busted by men turn me on? Okay, okay, I went into the women's shit. All right, hang on a second. All right, let's just start with the ball stomping footish. Fetish. Heal the world. Pay for pain. Shoe guy lets women walk all over him. All right, all right, all right. We're getting through the stories here. You know, why can't they just answer the fucking question? You know, when you... Uh, I don't do this. Ah, oh, you fucking cunt. I'm trying not to flip out. You know, I, I'm fucking sitting there. I'm trying to fucking look up a recipe, right? I like to cook. I'm a little dainty. I fly around the fucking kitchen every once in a while, you know? And you just you just say something. All right, I, I want to make a I don't know a fucking pork shoulder or whatever. And then they just can't give you the recipe. These fucking long winded cunts. They got to get to, you know. Ever since the 1600s, pork shoulder has just been a delicacy. Why I remember when I was a child, the smell of pork. Who gives a fuck what happened? He was a fucking. Tell me, I'm sorry, my kid's sleeping. Tell me what the fuck the fuck to make this shit. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, hang on a second. Why do some men like to get their balls stepped on? Let's add to the search here. Quick answer. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just went to... Do guys love their balls being... so? I, how to fondle his balls? Jesus Christ. You ever play with your keys in your pockets, ladies? It's, it's something like that. A lot less noise, though. Anyway, I don't understand that. That's fucking hilarious to me. You can always imagine the hooker. You want me to do what? 
You want me to step on your fucking ball? All right, I'll do it. Give me the money first. I just can't. You're just sitting there like these fucking ladies, like they got on those goddamn heels. I mean, I thought your balls were like grapes, right? Won't they blow up? And furthermore, even if you're fucking into that, how are you walking to work the next day? How was your weekend, Mike? Great. <laughs> He's fucking all bent over. Mike, you're looking a little blue. You know, he wears shorts to work that day, like fucking on both sides of the inside of his thighs. I like fucking purple. That's when the whispering starts. Does he have ball cancer? No, you know what I heard? Do you know what I... No, Maggie from accounting went out to him. No, listen, listen. Everything was going great. They went to the ground round. They had some peanuts and they threw the shells on the floor. Then all of a sudden he gets back to his apartment. He's kissing her. He's fondling her tits. She's getting into it, right? They got Jim Cotta on in the background, so it's really romantic. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he goes, all right, you know, I'm a little different, which, you know, is a red flag. So I'm thinking, he wants me to lick his ass or something. No, he fucking straps himself to a chair, pulls out his balls, and tells me to put on a pair of shoes and stomp on him. Oh, my God, what did you do? I fucking kicked him in the balls. I mean, how do you even tell that story? I don't understand how the fuck, like, how do you even begin to bring that up? You know what I mean? That just goes so far down the fucking road and just disappears around a corner. Women, have you ever had that? Can you write in? Have you ever had a guy say he wants to get his balls stepped on? You know, I mean, usually I don't give a fuck what anybody wants to do, but I mean, you could really hurt somebody. You know? Can you imagine if a woman said that to you? What do you like? Tell me what you like. Well, this might be, this might be crazy, but you got a pair of Converse All-Star high tops? Well, as a matter of fact, I do. Yeah, well, could you put one of them on and take a running leap and just boot me right in the twat? <laughs> I would be like, no. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing Isn't that fucking hilarious? You know? You get with a woman and she likes it a little bit rough. I can't imagine now these fucking poor people, these four fucking poor guys out there. You get some fucking crazy chick. It's just like, I'm not fucking doing that. You want me to choke you and what, have my fingerprints on your fucking neck? No, I'm not doing that. All right? You got some gloves? This is, this is where we're at? I can sit here and act like I'm robbing a fucking house just to have sex with you? I, I don't want to do this. I'm not into this shit. All right? Anyways, I don't know what I'm talking about. This is what happens when you do a podcast by yourself. You just you, you go you go down a rabbit hole every once in a while. But anyway, what I, I think I was trying to say in all of that, congratulations to the ladies. You know, they beat the Netherlands, right, with their little orange. I don't understand why they're wearing the Irish orange there from the Irish flag. I have no fucking idea. I'd have to let me let me look up their fuck. You know what? This is gonna be a whole podcast looking up shit. You know? Fucking FBI looking at me. All right, let's build a let's build a file on this guy. He wants to go to fucking the Netherlands and have his balls stepped on. He whispers a lot. All right, Netherlands. That flag is red, white, and blue. Why orange? All right. The colors came from the Prince of Nassau's coat of arms. The orange craze can be traced back to the very roots of the Netherlands. Orange is the color of the Dutch royal family. Oh, they must have been a bunch of gingers. Uh, the, line- 
like that would ever happen. Like they would ever allow a family of redheads to rule anybody. All right, let's look that up. Let's see what we got here. History of redhead royalty. Red hair and royalty. I, there's nothing that you can fucking search that there there isn't at least somebody attempting to answer it. It's fucking hilarious. It's like man, that Cliff Clavin. Oh, what you got there? Don't you see? That somebody. This is this is literally somebody. This is what happens when you have seven billion people. Can you imagine if we had the right population? You know, which people say is like underneath a billion. I don't even know what the. How much did they say? I have no. All right, hang on a second. Let's let's check that out. How many? People, wait, no. Ideal population. What is the ideal population of the world? Please just give me a, you know, ever since the caveman days, people have been fucking. 1.5 to 2 billion. All right, let's just say 1.5. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna err to, err to the fucking lower. All right, you get one point five billion people in there. Let's okay. I don't even know why the fuck I looked that up. Okay, red hair and royalty. All right, the following article is pretty much a list. Oh, I know why. If there was only one point five billion people on the planet, you know what? There probably still would be an answer to every fucking question, and at least a, a goddamn attempt. Um. The following article is pretty much just a list of redhead royals. I'll throw a few earls and holy Roman emperors. What's an earl? Is that like an uncle in the royal family? This is my earl, Eddie. He's the balls. He buys me fucking beers. You know, he doesn't rat me out to the king. He's a good shit. He was supposed to be king. Got busted drinking and driving and that was it. All right. Henry II. Richard the Lionheart was a redhead. Oh, he's got a big heart. He's got a big heart and orange pubes. I mean, you got to love the guy. Elizabeth Woodville. Elizabeth of York. Elizabeth I. A lot of Liz's out there. Alexander II, King of Scotland. Mary, Queen of the Scots. That's it. All those kings and queens out there, that's all we got. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And fucking four of them were ladies. So there was basically Henry II, Richard the Lionheart, and Alexander II. King of Scotland, you know, they don't give a shit. Every other fucking person's out there is a goddamn redhead, right? So fucking cloudy, they're always looking down at the ground, looking at the raindrops, so they don't even notice it. By the time they realize they got a fucking ginger in office, they don't give a fuck, right? As long as the beers are flowing. All right. Anyway, so the ladies won the fucking World Cup for the second time. That's awesome, man. You know, I enjoy watching that shit. And it's also fucking hilarious when my friends call up. Dude, some of these chicks are fucking hot. Like it doesn't, it's like, that's not what this is about. All right. Rub one out and sit down and realize the level of pressure that's going on here. And these people are delivering, you know. Oh, man, this fucking guy pissed me off. Oh, let me tell you. Oh, this guy pissed me off. I was crossing the street. All right. The walk sign had turned to the numbers, and it's counting down, right? 
And I got plenty of time to get across. And this is fucking asshole in an SUV as I'm walking in front. He's peeping the horn like peep, 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 peep. Like, like, let's pick it up. So I do the classic, put the arms out like, are you fucking serious? You know? And he's got like like his bumper and, and shit. His grill is in the fucking crosswalk. Right? It's the classic New York. Oh, I'm walking here. Right? So I get halfway. I turn around, you know. Look at the guy. What the fuck? And I keep walking. And as he drives away, he goes, that, he goes that's not a walk sign. That's a countdown. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean what? Countdown to what? You're going to fucking run? You still can't go in when the numbers are going down. It was one of those things that he drove away. There was nothing I could say quick enough. I wish I had, like, the presence of mind to just yell, false, you know, or not true wrong that's a good one when somebody's driving away and you want to hear what you know if you're driving by somebody and you want them to hear you you have to slow down or you got to get right to it that's gonna be my new go-to word when anybody yells anything you red-headed fucking you know homophobic slur that you can't say anymore i'll just go wrong Yeah, but the guy was so convinced of it, I actually had to look it up. I looked that up, too. I looked that up, all right? And it's it's not a count, like, it is it is still a walk sign. That's telling you how much time you have left in the crosswalk. Then the fucking hand comes up, and when the hand is, like, blinking, that means to run. And then when it says stop, that means don't walk. You fucking, oh, my God. I, the, I fantasized of somehow catching up to him. And punching him in the face through his fucking window. That's like the ultimate. Like if I was the Terminator, that's what I would do. I wouldn't be walking. I use that corner. I would just be waiting for fucking drivers like that to be doing shit like that. And then that's when I would unleash my metal hand. All right. If I was a Terminator, I would actually go through the fucking the windshield and then do it. You know. There's actually. I don't want to get into conspiracy theory, but believe it or not, there's actually real ter- Terminators walking around amongst us, all right? And the media tries to cover it up saying that they're on bath salts. It's not true. They're not, like, that's not fucking true, okay? Because if bath salts made you eat a homeless person or fucking gouge out your own eyeballs, you know, if you did shit like that, like, no one would take the drug, okay? What, what you're dealing with there is, is defective terminators that got confused, Okay, they're not supposed to get caught, and then they get caught, and then they just act like they're human. You know, it's a default program. They just allow themselves to get arrested, and that's fucking true. And you know what? You can look that up. You know what? I'm going to look that up right now. Let's, let's see what we got here. Uh, real Terminators walking. I'm going to get real specific. Amongst us. All right. Now, this this will definitely get the conspiracy. Six scientific... Scientific advantage, advances bringing us closer to a real Terminator. That's not what I'm looking for. That sounds like they got facts. Here come the real Terminators, the Washington Post. Okay, that's scary. You know what? I'm going to look at that one. I've heard of the Washington Post. They're a newspaper up there in Seattle. Actually, it's Washington, D.C. I went to an East Coast college. Shut the fuck up. All right, with your sandals and your fucking hairy bush. The two-year DARPA Robotics Challenge, uh, which will hand out innovation prize money up to teams that can build a robot 
capable of walking over rubble, manipulating complex tools, driving utility vehicles, and performing a number other of other disaster response operations has the potential to create the first generation of emergency first responder robots. Now, here's the funny thing about that. This, this is the question you should be asking yourself. This is, this is what I think. If I had a website, this is what I would be writing about. All right? Human beings can do all of that. We can already do all that. So what the fuck are you wasting all this money coming up with these things unless these things are our replacements? Okay, except for the super rich, right? I got to look up something right now. How many redheads are in the Illuminati? (laughs) Science shows redheads have genetic superpowers. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is one article away from being called a witch and getting drowned in Salem. How many redheads are in the world? Red hair, lizard people, the greatest political conspiracy ever created. 11 things you didn't know about redheads. You know what? Let's see if I know this shit. All right. Do redheads come from another planet? Do they have superpowers? These aren't uncommon questions thrown around at the ginger community. All right. Let's just get to the fucking... Redheads don't turn into vampires when they die. That's number one. Redheads, they haven't had it easy. Come on, you guys know what you did to us. Three, technically they are mutants. (laughs) The gene that causes red hair, which is recessive, I like to call it special, comes from the MC1R, which is a genetic mutation. Movies have led to me believe that this also means that redheads... Have hidden mutant powers, right? Oh, Jesus. You're trying to be funny. Mutant superpowers. Left-handedness. Oh, shit. I'm left-handed. Sometimes. Depends on what I'm doing. You know? Mutants' genes apparently like to hang out together. So if you have red hair, you're most likely to be left-handed. That doesn't sound real. Uh, Redheads are more sensitive to temperature. Why? That has to do with our fair skin. Everybody in fucking Ireland is. They never go gray. They just go a weird yellow color. (laughs) Uh, Everything hurts them more than it hurts you. I actually heard that that it fucking, uh, they have a higher threshold for pain. But then again, you know, you look, Scotland and Ireland are winning the competition. Redheads have less hair on their heads. Well, that goes without saying with me. They are better at generating vitamin D. Yeah, take that, brunettes. They are not going extinct. Oh, we're here to stay, baby. All right, that was boring. Um, All right, can I read some fucking advertising here? What was I talking about? I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, I was talking about fucking the the real uh, Terminators. Ideal population. All right, so why are they they making these fucking things? The Defense Advanced Research Project Agency anticipates that at least one winning team will be able to create a robot. See what they do to nerds? Okay, they never got picked in gym class. Now they're all excited that they're on a fucking team. 
You know, they're finally going to win something because it doesn't involve some sort of athletic ability. And they're all fucking excited, thinking maybe now, maybe now I finally get to bang a fucking cheerleader. And what are they doing? They're actually creating. They're basically they're going to kill all of us. That's why I fucking hate nerds. They, they, they're so they've lost so much during their childhood, you know, and they're so gifted with their fucking intelligence and they give it to the wrong fucking people. Donald Trump is a redhead. He is now anyways. And you know what? He's the one. He's the one who's going to be take advantage of these fucking robots that you're making. All right. So they're going to a robot capable of performing eight different tasks as part of one continuous physical disaster scenario. Why do they have to use disaster by 2014? Well, you know what? That was fucking five years ago. And I don't see anybody knocking on my door. Are you sad? Are you sad? Are all right, I think it's time for some fucking advertising. I don't know about you guys. You know, let's let's cleanse the palate with a little bit of capitalism, shall we? Do they have commercials in Russia? Are you allowed to? What do you have then? Is your family in gulag? Do they get cold after being tortured? When they go to gulag? Um, gulag, it sounds like a fucking... I know, it sounds like something you get in fucking New Orleans. Um, big part of it. Big part of gulag. Now, all of a sudden, there's some chick with a fucking chicken. Toyota. You know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now, they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places. Foot looking at you. All right, zip. Recruiter, you know, hiring used to be hard. It's not as hard as being a woman, but it's really hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing reviewing process. Wait, am I supposed to ask the questions or do you? I don't even know what's going on. God, these job interviews, they're just so confusing. But today, hiring can be easy. And you only have to go to one place to get it, to get it done. Zip. Yeah. Dot com slash burr. Zip Recruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. Other people stop there. These guys keep going. Or these ladies, or these days. These days keep going. To those thems. With their powerful matching... Hey, who's going who's gonna to claim them? What? I'm a fucking Shetland sheepdog trapped in a fucking day... That used to be a he that was banging a she with their powerful, <laughs> their powerful machine technology. 
<clears throat> ZipRecruiter scans thousands of fucking resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is often... It's so affected that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive website address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Zip. Dot com slash Burr. Spell it out. Z-I-P. R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. It's the smartest way to hire. Do y'all like ZipRecruiter? I, I just think that's just the smartest way to hire. Policy genius. By the way, if, you don't, if you're not following Trump on Twitter, evidently he is an incredibly stable genius. Um, can you argue it? You can't, you can't argue the genius part. Because there's no fucking way that guy should have got elected, and he did. And there's a genius to that, all right? And if you don't think so, you liberal cunt, why don't you run for office and let's see how the fuck you do? All right, part of adulthood is having to do things that you don't really want to do. Like red-eye flights, working late, visiting in-laws, and getting life insurance. But another part of adulthood is learning to delegate what you hate. Oh, my God, look at that. I love this copy. This is copy and it's great life advice. That is exactly, you got to learn to delegate. Listen, if I've learned anything, you can't do it all yourself. So if you can't do it all yourself, get rid of the shit you hate. Why not? Women do it. Why not you as a guy? Honey, can you help me lift up the refrigerator? No, I think your sister's looking, you know, her shoulders are pretty broad. And she is abroad. Why don't you guys fucking handle it? And while you can't delegate a visit to the in-laws, you can definitely delegate life insurance shopping. Policy Genius is the best way to shop for life insurance online. It's just two, in just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. No sales pressure, no hidden fees, just financial protection and peace of mind. They can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. So your ass is covered for whatever. So, if you need life insurance, but you don't just want to deal with all the legal work, head to policygenius.com. It's the easiest, easiest, it's an easy way to compare all the top insurers and find the best value for you. Policy Genius. Delegate what you hate, especially if you hate getting life insurance. Ah, oh, I was hoping that was going to rhyme. Delegate what you hate, and then your ass is going to feel great. Policy Genius. Go fuck yourself. Um... All right. Uh, shout out to everybody in California dealing with those earthquakes and in Las Vegas and all of that crap. I, uh, I actually missed all of it, which I'm happy about because I've been in a bunch of earthquakes. And you know what? I don't like it. It's not fun to me. I'm not one of these fucking locals in L.A. that starts chuckling. <laughs> this is nothing, bro. Um, I got some upcoming dates I want to tell you about. Uh, first of all, the most important upcoming date is July 12th, Comedy Central. Guys, I need you on this one. I fuck around on this podcast. I'm asking you. I'm calling in a favor. Can you guys please stay home and watch Ian Edwards, one of the greatest comics out there that for whatever reason people don't know about. 
All right. He's going to be on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's opening for Rogan out in Vegas, I believe he told me. This guy is a fucking monster. He did he did the Patrice O'Neill benefit, and I got emails for like three months going, who the fuck was that guy? Ian Edwards, new stand-up special produced by the geniuses, the incredibly stable geniuses at All Things Comedy. Um, the podcast network that I do with uh, Al Madrigal, uh, Bert Kreischer, and a cast of fucking thousands uh, is airing July 12th on Ari Shafir, airing July 12th on Comedy Central. Please sit down and watch it uh, so he gets the ratings. And, you know, I'm telling you, just because they're doing a bunch of fucking, you know, uh, progressive hiring doesn't mean they're taking the time to actually find the right people in those groups. You know, you remember that Seinfeld bit, you know, about the reservation? Anybody can take a reservation. He starts snapping and anybody can take one holding the reservation. That's the hard. That's so that's the, anybody can fucking find a female comp, but finding the right one, actually taking the time to do your homework. So when you're finally going to give these people an opportunity, you actually pick the funniest fucking people out there. That's the hard part. That's where ATC comes in. All right. Ian Edwards is our progressive hire. <laughs> I'm just fucking, it had nothing to do with that. I just picked him because he's fucking hilarious. Um, all right. July 12th on Comedy Central. All right. I have some upcoming stand-up dates. All right. And just let, just let you know, I will be wearing a skirt for no reason on this next, with pants. Uh, my new, my new, uh, my new stand-up tour. All right, I'm running out of ideas. Okay, I want to, I want to be considered an ally. Um, Foxwood Resort and Casino in Connecticut. I almost said Connecticut, Massachusetts, in Connecticut, New England. All right, August 11th, and then I'm at the Cosmopolitan. I added another date there, or at least my agent did, and I was like, I, I don't want to do it. He said, Listen, buddy. You fucking work for me. So now I'm going back December 21st. Just see those fucking jean shorts waddling down the strip. They walk a five abreast and they watch Chloe's shit. Get the fuck, get the fuck, get the fuck out of the way. It's still 100 degrees. Go get a fucking Sunday, you fat fuck. Eat it up, eat it up, and then you die. Stick you outside and watch you fry. And then we feed you to a fucking mountain lion. Sorry. Um, anyways, those, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be out there on those dates. Uh, Foxwoods Casino. Also, I'm doing the Travis Roy Benefit August 1st at, um, what do you call it there? The, uh, the Wilbur? Oh, my God. August 11th, I'll actually be wrapped on the movie. Jesus Christ. So you will not see a mustachioed, freckled face on that date. You know? <clears throat> it's going to be an event when I shave off the mustache. I'm thinking I'm letting Nia do it. It's going to be on her Instagram page. She's going to shave it off like when they shaved off Burt Reynolds' fucking mustache in the longest yard. I'm going to find a lazy boy recliner, recline back. She's going to put a hot towel on my face. She's going to put on some stilettos. She's going to fucking stomp my balls. And as I scream in horror, she's going to shave off half of it. Tell me to go fuck myself and walk out. That's the game plan. Okay? That's the first draft of the script. I'll let you know how it goes. 
Um, congratulations to Mark Marquez winning another race. That son of a bitch. That's all he does is win. He's got four wins this year, three second places, and one did not finish at the uh, the one down there in Austin when he had the fucking race one and he wiped out. Like He looked like me on a fucking motorcycle in that moment. Um, he's got a 58-point lead over Andres Davizioso. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, he's running away with it. It's still so fucking exciting. I absolutely love it. I missed the race this morning because, you know, I got a kid, so uh, I'll be watching later on this week, but he won again. And, um, by the way, last night I did some spots down at the comedy cellar. Uh, I actually did the, the fat black pussycat and I did the village underground. And, uh, thanks to everybody down there for getting me up, putting me on and whatnot. And after that, I went over to Jim Norton's with Bobby Kelly and we watched the UFC event where uh, we watched Amanda Nunez. Is that how you say it? I thought it was Nunez. Nunez. Amanda Nunez, who's, uh, you know, I undisputably, I guess indisputably, the greatest fucking female champion of all time. She literally beat everybody. Uh, my favorite one was when she beat Cyborg, you know. I know they say she doesn't fucking use the roids, but come on, man. Okay, she looks like fucking Jay Leno. Uh, Holly Holm, she beat Holly Holm. Who, how do you not lay? Both of them. I fucking love both of them, but um, that was a great fight. And um, it's funny. You know when Holly Holm does that fucking pacing back and forth in the beginning right before the fight? She's like fucking got all that energy. That with The first four years of my stand-up career, that's how I did stand-up. I would just pace back and forth like that talking way too fast and none of my movement had anything to do with what the fuck I was talking about. Pouring sweat, just a fucking mess. And then this fucking, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been up on the UFC stuff. And any, any, evidently there's just been this guy, Ben Askren, and uh, he's been talking a lot of shit, which is always great. You know, makes you want to watch the fight. If it's funny, you root for him. If he comes off like a dick, you just sit there. I want to see somebody knock this fucking guy out, right? Um, so I guess he's been doing that. And there was a time he put, he looked like he had this guy in like a, a headlock. My big brother used to put me in. And for some reason, the ref thought this guy tapped out and he didn't. He actually gave the thumbs up and this guy got the win. And they asked him if he was going to be a gentleman to give the guy a rematch. He's like, no, why should I? Right. Cementing himself as a douche. Right. Which is, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You need a douche. You need us. You need in the fight game. You got to have that fucking person that everybody hates because then they, they're going to sell the fight so he's fighting this guy i hope i say this guy's name right jorge masvidal i'm white i'm sorry okay jorge and he was literally saying like i'm gonna beat this guy's fucking face he was on rogan's podcast just like you know yeah he wasn't being funny he was literally going i'm gonna beat this guy's fucking face and i fucking hate this guy um and i don't i don't want to ruin Spoiler alert, I don't want to ruin this five-second fight. He came out and redefined the right there, Fred. <laughs> he fucking... The fucking... It, it looked like somebody trying to tackle a car. He The fucking bell rings. He just runs full speed right at the guy. And I don't know what the guy... The guy was like, I'm going to go for a fucking takedown. And then he also... His head was kind of like, wow, that guy's running really fast. It'd be like t trying to tackle somebody on a fucking motor scooter 
who also is a champion UFC fighter. That's how fast this fucking guy was going. And just jumped in the air, flying knee, and hit this guy right in the side of the head. And this guy, he looked like he had rigor mortis. It was actually scary. Um, And my only thing that I don't like about the UFC is after you're clearly knocked out, you always take another two fucking fucking you know really hard punches to the fucking head um i saw that twice last night but to be honest with you they there's only these guys are so fucking fast it's only so fast that the ref can get in there he's trying to stay out of the way so it wasn't the ref's fault but jesus christ fives you can watch you can the highlight is the whole fight and Rogan was actually saying it was really a two-second fight because the guy was out immediately, and it just took the uh, the ref another two punches to get over there. But Jesus Christ! Um, wow, is all I can say about that. That was fucking unbelievable. Congratulations to Jorge. There's no fucking way I'm going to try to pronounce your last name because I don't want to piss you off by butchering your name. Um, with my whiteness here and and i hope that guy ben's doing all right jesus fucking christ i mean that was a career ender when you, you're fucking laying i was with norton go look at his fucking toes or bobby said his toes are fucking curled up there's something that happens to you whenever you get fucking knocked out like that your legs always end up being crossed usually one of your arms is sort of like up you know you know they do that like both their arms are up you know it's almost like they got like like it's like they're in a batman movie and they're they're like the bad dancer at a wedding and they get frozen in the worst fucking position possible um and then there was the championship fight which uh unfortunately i really should know the guy's name the guy's like fucking out like a blown out acl and he was fighting that wasn't jack johnson right isn't that the fucking guy writes that was originally a boxer and then it was somehow a white guy with a guitar it was jack johnson yeah, that's a white guy with a guitar. And he's all, he, yeah, he sings those songs like, ba-da-ba. He says, you just start singing along. Dee-dee-dee-do, like scat singing. Verzi had some of that. Somebody played that at Verzi's fucking backyard party. I was just like, this is, okay, Jack Johnson's a boxer. Okay, that's not the fucking guy. All right, UFC results. Have you ever heard somebody look up more shit? John Jones got the decision Oh, Jesus Christ. Over Thigo Santos. Um, I don't know. I was not a... I was... I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but that that Santos guy was fucking amazing. And I thought John Jones was doing that championship thing where he knows you got to beat the champion to beat him. Just the fact that the fight ended with Jones sort of running away from him. I, I fucking... I don't know. That that I don't know shit about it, but I was just saying, hey, you can't throw another couple punches? What are we doing here? I have enough points, therefore there's no reason for me to get near him. Oh, look at this. They got the, they got the fucking, you guys saw, saw Rogan's fucking reaction. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, do you know Joe Rogan is one of the greatest broadcasters ever? I mean, uh, uh, comedians ever. And he's going he's gonna to go into Broadcasting Hall of Fame. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. Who else can say they did that? Huh? All right, we're 40 minutes in. Let's get to the fucking questions here. All right. Oh, I got, all of a sudden, all these ladies are writing in. I'm loving it here. 
Um, oh, by the way, I meant meaning to talk about this. That Yankees Red Sox game that was in London, by the way, was so fucking fixed it was ridiculous. Okay, and uh, you got to give a shout out to Joe Buck when it's like fucking ninety eight to two in the three hours in, and it's the fourth fucking inning. And he's got to sit there and talk. You know, all his broadcaster friends sit down and fucking watch. What the hell's he going to talk about now? They knew. They knew they couldn't go over and show a boring pitcher's dude. They had to go out there and just everybody had to go yard. The game was like literally like fucking 19 to 15. All right, responses from a lady. Having said that, the Yankees, I mean, they got to be odds on favorite. They, they're just not losing. Although last night they lost. Devil Rays had a walk-off home run, but like they're just... It's amazing what they're doing this year. So, and as I said, you know, they win this year. They'll have gone a century worth of dec- uh, decades. The last 10 decades, 90 years. I know that doesn't make sense, but it does. It started in the 20s. We're still in the teens. Okay, trust me. I, 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 I worked it out with my public school math here. They'll have won at least one title in every decade except for the 80s. You know? And if George Steinbrenner didn't have such a fucking hard on for Dave Winfield and start following him around, whatever the fuck he was doing. They would have, another, they would have won, won then. George Steinberg, by the way, one of the most overrated fucking owners of all time. I'll argue that with you. I will. All right? He lucked out in the beginning because that cheap fuck in the, uh, from the Oakland A's, the, their owner, didn't want to pay anybody. So you had a, a fucking dynasty team just floating around out there, and he fucking bought all the guys he needed. And then they won in 77, 78. Then he, he kept trying to do that for the rest of his fucking... It never fucking worked. Never worked. Then he gets suspended. And that's what built up the fucking... His next dynasty. And they fucked it up buying all these fucking guys. There was nothing he liked better than a 37-year-old future Hall of Famer. With half a tank left. He, there's nothing he liked better than giving them fucking $10 million. All right, response from a lady, dear Billy Big Beard Mustache. Um, a huge fan line. Listen, from a lady. Two things I want to write about. One, I also struggle with holding my tongue at the park in regards to other people's children. Oh, good. You make me feel better, especially when the children are much older than mine. My son is a small five-year-old, and while at a splash pad... Uh, parentheses, water, but not swimming. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, familiar with these. These obese 9 to 12-year-olds were shoving my son and threw him to the ground, running past him at full speed and knocking him over. Over. I yelled out, hey, and no to the other kids. The mom, of course, was pissed that I yelled out. Yeah, these fucking parents today. Don't yell at my kid. Well, he's a fat, sweaty fucking animal. Why don't you stop feeding him? And why don't you talk to him? Turn him into a young adult rather than solving everything with a fucking banana split, you dumb cunt. Can't say any of that. You know, if I was making America great again, you'd be able to say that to another parent at a fucking playground. Um, she, okay, the mom, of course, was pissed that I yelled out. After that, she would yell out, those are my boys. Those are my boys. Be the alpha male. And stare at me like she wanted a confrontation. Oh, she would have got one. She put on some stiletto heels and kicked her right in the twat. Mind you, she is also an obese, tall individual. And I was afraid that if I confronted her, confronted her, she'd sit on me. Ah, fuck that fat shit. This is all you do. You get in their wheelhouse. You hop in and you hop out. That's how you beat a fat guy. 
You hop in, they fucking overcommit, all right? Unless they know what they're doing, which you never know nowadays. But say they don't. You hop in, they think they got you, they lunge for you, and then you hop out, and then gravity takes over, and then they face plant, right? And then they're laying face down, but it's like a turtle that's upside down. And you leave them there, and you let them bake and think about what they did. That's how you beat a fat parent without throwing a punch. Um, all right. I don't even know if that works, but it sounds good, doesn't it? Um, where am I? I notice people are doing less to ensure their children are are doing less to ensure their children are little shit shits. It seems like every time we are at the park, there's rough kids who are absolute savages, and their parents just don't give a shit if they're bullying other kids. Yeah, yeah, and they start doing like, it's natural selection, but the the the. Whatever. Just know this. You just protect your kid and know that someday that fucking moron will be shoveling shit into a truck. And I literally mean shit. Uh, in regards to the women, the woman whose friend, who's blunt, a.k.a. a total cunt, I'm also very large breasted, but my frame is very small. And I can say I've never had an issue with that being taken seriously by men. They'll see my rack on site, yes, but it's not likely they only see a walking pair of tits. Well, even if they do, I mean, you should be able to within a, within a couple of questions, you should be you should figure out, you know, that you know that that's all the guys into, right? I've had plenty of meaningful relationships as an adult with a large chest. Fuck that lady and fuck all of of those friends. If I were her friend and someone in that circle said that, I'd immediately call the woman out on being a dick. Thanks and go fuck yourself. What a great... I like this person. I like people who see the world the way I do. (laughs) You agree with me. You're a good person. I like you. Um, I don't like to be challenged with other opinions. All right. Cigars and anger. Oh, sir, please don't take the one vice I have left. Please don't take this from me. Cigars and anger. Dear Billy Blacklung. Ah, you don't inhale cigars. I know you're right. You often talk about dealing with anger and trying to control it. As someone who has smoked cigarettes on and off for many years, I believe some of your anger issue may simply may simply be due to nicotine withdrawal. Nicotine is one of the most addictive substances on earth. And by smoking cigars on and off every few weeks, you are constantly addicting your brain to nicotine and then putting it through withdrawal. Well, if I, if I smoke it every couple of weeks, then I'm not addicted to it. So what, the second I puff, it's then addicted? Is that what you're saying? Withdrawal can cause anger, irritation, and a short temper. I agree with that. Have you ever tried a long period of time away from cigars? Yes, and I was still an angry cunt. I think it might really help. Thanks and go fuck yourself, Josh, in New Zealand. All right. I love New Zealand. All right. Hang on a second. Let's look this up here. Uh, Nicotine is one of the most addictive substances. Cigar every two weeks. Addiction. Question mark. Six surprising facts about cigar smoking. I'm not going any 10 surprising things you didn't know about redheads. That's just clickbait questions and answers about cigar smoking and cancer. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. What are the health risks? So scientific evidence has shown that cancers of oral cavity, lip, tongue, mouth, and throat, larynx, lung, and esophagus associated with cigar smoking. 
Furthermore, evidence strongly suggests a link between cigar smoking and cancer of the pancreas. In addition, daily cigar smokers, particularly those who inhale, are at risk of developing heart and lung disease. Well, I don't do it daily. Like cigarette smoking, the risk from cigar smokers increase with increased ex- exposure. For example, compared with someone who has never smoked, smoking only one or two cigars per day doubles the risk for oral. And I, I don't do that. Smoking three to four cigars daily can occur. Okay, I don't do that. What is the risk of inhalation? I don't do that. How are cigars and cigarettes different? Cigars and cigarettes differ in both size and type of tobacco used. Cigarettes are generally more uniform in size and contain less than one gram of tobacco each. Cigars, on the other hand, can vary in size and shape and can measure more than seven inches. Large cigars typically contain between five and 17 grams of tobacco. It is not unusual for some premium cigars to contain the tobacco equivalent of an entire pack of cigarettes. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. I, I need to cut down. But I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's affecting my temper. My temper is, it comes from childhood issues. I'd love to blame it on cigars. I would love to just quit cigars and all of a sudden I don't have a short fucking temper. Or maybe you're just saying if I wasn't, I'm adding to my temper by doing that. Um, I don't know. I smoke one every two weeks. All right. If that's going to fucking kill me, that's going to kill me. All right. I'm not going to go my life. Okay. I don't drink anymore. I, I, I don't, I don't watch internet porn. I, I don't. I don't eat sweets. I mean, can I? Can I just have a fucking cigar every two weeks? Can I do that, please? Um. Actually, I had my first cigar in twelve days on July fourth, and then I had two more the very next day, and I smoked two and a half the day before. Yeah, I just go nuts when I do it, and I won't do it for like two fucking weeks. Uh, it's bad. You're right. It's bad. I should just smoke one. I'll smoke one. How about one a month? Can I do that, you cunts? All right. George fucking Burns, he always was smoking cigars. He was fine. All right. F- fiance problem. Hello, Bill, the shiny head burr. Had a very shiny head. A big fan of your stand-ups and a bigger fan of your podcast. Thank you very much. I'm a 30-year-old man engaged with a 25-year-old woman. Congratulations. We meet at work, got together after a few months, and engaged within six months from the beginning of our relationship. One month into our relationship, I moved in with her and her mother to share rent as we are living in the UK and we are from Eastern Europe. That's I knew you were from somewhere because you were like, I'm a big fan of your stand-ups. Um, all was fine for a while, but then she started correcting everything I do from the way I walk, eat, talk, think, behave, and even the music I listen to in my private time. I'm a classic rock fan, by the way. But the most pressing issue is that she doesn't like my mother and my family and wants me to have more of a distant relationship with her. Um, That's the one thing I can understand. You're living with them, right? Oh, you moved in with her and her mother. Oh, wait, you're living with her mother and she's giving you shit about your family? Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, doesn't want our future kids spending time alone with my mom. All right, dude, I'm halfway through this, and you, I, I, I knew fucking five sentences ago, you got to break up with this person. I kept a distance for about four months, but after an argument with my fiancé sends me, my fiancé sends me a, I'm sick and tired of you, you will never achieve anything in life text message. And I caved and called my mother for advice. What do you mean you caved and called your mother? 
Dude, you're looking at this ass backward. Fucks this person. This person wants to break up with you but doesn't know how to do it. Uh, advice on how to deal with this. I did lie about talking with my mother afterwards but confessed to her, to her later and apologized. But now my your fiance is mad at you for talking to your mother? My question to you, is it normal for a person you are with to demand that I changed everything? No, that she doesn't like about me. Just to be with her. Any advice from you with a lovely Nia is helpful. Thanks and happy go fuck yourself. Sorry for the bad English. Yeah, break up with this person. All right? She, she's talking about the way you walk. You can't talk to your mom. It's like you're fucking shooting heroin. It's like you got a crazy temper like me when people call you out on that shit. She's talking about the music you listen to? Oh, my God. That'd be the easiest breakup ever. Can you imagine going from that relationship, sir, to some woman that actually enjoyed how you walked and let you listen to your music and didn't, you know, got along with your mom and you could actually talk to your own mother? Yeah, that woman is out there. That would be most women that you're going to date. You got a fucking psycho on your hands and you got to back the truck up, sir, and beep, 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 oh, dump that shit right out the back, right on the side of the street. Take the ticket. Who gives a fuck? All right. My husband's fault. Bill, thought this video summed up my marriage pretty well. This is called Husband's Fault. Um, all right. I'm playing the It's a cat near a pool. This guy sneezes, makes the cat jump and land in a pool. And then his fucking wife gives him shit. Listen to this. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to. That is fucking hilarious. All right. Jesus Christ. It's going to play nine times in a row. What's funny about that is she gives him shit, but he doesn't even give a fuck about the I sneezed. Not allowed to fucking sneeze. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot in that video. There's a lot of past history going on in that fucking. Who knows? He probably did some shit too. Nice, Ron. You can see she's just, she's she's settled with what he's going to do in life. All right, boyfriend's wait from a lady. Hi, Bill. I'm a 24 year old lady and I've been with my redheaded boyfriend for a year and a half. Oh, you can't be a fat ginger. You just can't do it, man. You got you got to. You gotta, Got to get in the elliptical here. All right. When we first started dating, we both gained the relationship weight from always eating out. Back in January, we both decided to try and lose the relationship weight. I lost mine and more while my boyfriend has not. Well, there's a quick way to lose your girlfriend. I struggled with weight my whole life and take diet and exercise seriously. I've tried to nicely tell him how he should try to be healthier. Yeah, he's fucked. If he's 24 years old. He's already a fat fuck. What are you going to look at? 34, 44, 54. You're gone. You're going to die. Um, I've tried to tell him how he should be healthier. And I'll tell you, you got all these fucking advertising now. They're showing overweight people evidently thrilled. And, you know, yeah, take a picture of them now. They're not going to be here. Being overweight is not a fucking joke. I'm going to cut down on my fucking cigar smoking. And, uh, you know, you got to keep your fucking weight off. You just got to do it. You have to do it. This whole fucking new world where, you know, you can't call somebody a fat fuck. I agree with that shit. But in the same thing, you don't fucking champion like they just won a war because they ate a whole box of fucking donuts. There has to be a happy middle, happy medium. 
There doesn't have to be, but I think there should be. Um, anyways, he just tells me, I know, I'm sorry, and doesn't make any efforts. Oh, just cupcake-eating jackass. I know, I'm sorry. You lazy fuck. I don't want to come across as a shallow or a bitch. You're not. But how else should I get him to get his ass on the elliptical? I generally want him to be healthier and happier with the way he looks. I would love to hear any advice you and the lovely Nia have. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Um, just tell him he looks like a giant powdered donut with fucking orange filling coming out the top. You know, honey, just how unfuckable are you trying to become? I don't, I don't know how to do it. I just, I just like that you're saying it to a guy, so I feel like you, you don't have to really worry about his feelings that much. Um, I just sit down and say, I, I just, you know, I'm worried about you, and you just keep saying, I know, I'm sorry, and you're not doing anything about it. And uh, it's not acceptable to me, and it shouldn't be acceptable to you. All right? You're in the prime of your life. You should look like it. I guess, you know, the Dr. Phil way would be like, why are you eating so much? What is it that you feel that you're you're getting out of eating them cupcakes? What is it that you're not dealing with? Um, I don't know. I... I it's not fair. You, I would just say, listen, back in January, we made, made a pact to both lose weight. I did and you didn't. I brought it up to you and all you say is, I know, I'm sorry. So what the fuck? All right, just say that in a nice way. It's not fair to you. You're walking around looking like a hot piece of ash and then you got the Macy Day pasty float jumping on top of you like a fucking beanbag full of talcum powder i mean that's just not fair to you it's not fair to you you tell them i'm not looking for rock hard abs but i mean jesus christ you, you fucking got a couple of mozzarella balls hanging off your fucking hips it's not sexy then he's all sweaty it's like yeah it's Yeah, maybe you give him a bad nickname. Ah, don't listen to me. I'm I'm a, I'm mean. I'm mean. I got an I got I got I got a good heart. But I can get mean. All right. Uh, boyfriend's wait for me later. Okay. And the last one. UFO conspiracy and Bob Lazar. Lazar. I don't know. Hey there, old Billy Barbershop Quartet. Uh, not sure if you heard this, about this one yet, but I know you're into conspiracy theories, so you got to listen to Rogan's podcast. With Bob Lazar, it's fucking crazy. He's been telling this story since the 1980s. So if he's bullshitting him, us or whatever, I commend him for keeping it going for 30 years. But even Rogan believes him for the most part. If you don't know his story, he's basically a physicist who has a degrees from Caltech and MIT and first started his career at the Los Alamos National Laboratory. He made the local newspaper after putting a jet engine in the back of his Honda, which then got the attention of the gov of government officials at S4, which, from my understanding, is a lab at Area 51. See that, people? You, you, you put yourself out there, you get a job. He eventually gets employed there, and on his first day, he's briefed on all this alien technology. 
and is tasked to the propulsion team working on power source that operates the UFOs. Wait, there's a UFO there and he all of a sudden he's, he's working from day fucking one. Hey, welcome to Area 51. They didn't men in black him with that little fucking thing there. Anyway, this is where it gets crazy. All right, so now I'm watching this. The Joe, the Joe Rogan episode here. Let me make sure I got this down here. Where is it? Where is it? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Content. It is episode 1315. 1315. All right. He eventually gets employed there. Blah, 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 blah. This is where it gets crazy. Now, Bob claims that the U.S. government has nine UFOs in their possession, and they're all powered by this anti-gravity device that is essentially a reactionless power source, i.e. zero exhaust. Bob, Bob's purpose there was to figure out how that power source worked. Jesus, which would involve taking it apart. Oh, my God, how scary would that be? But one of the craziest things he mentions is that one of these aircraft were found on an archaeological archaeological dig, which is wild to think about how long it's been here for. Yeah. I don't think that's that wild. I always had a theory that water was the uh, nuclear waste from the last people that fucked up this planet. And everything you're seeing is mutant fucking shit. And just because we crawled out of it, we, we vibe with it so we think it's beautiful. You know, and in the future, you'll have like plastic fucking beings made out of water bottles or some shit. I don't know. Um, he only worked there for about six months and then blew the whistle in 89. Yeah, he's a fucking rat. Keep your mouth shut. But since then, he's been telling the same story and this, the details never waver. You know something? I used to think that people should rat out people for shit like this. But you know something? Watching the behavior of people online, they, they, they shouldn't be privy to this information. They can't even handle Hillary Clinton losing to fucking Donald Trump. You know, the other assholes can't handle fucking Obama winning a couple of elections. I don't know. It's I don't know. You can tell them about fucking UFOs. Why can't I have that anti-gravity machine in my fucking trailer? Um, he had his birth certificate and school records scrubbed. His house and business constantly get raided by the FBI and other government agencies and is discredited all the time. Why don't they just try to kill, why don't they just kill him? They just do that. But as time goes on, more things slowly come out to validate the story. Like, for example, the people at Los Alamos National Lab claim he never worked there, but there's an employee logbook from the 80s with his name in it, shown in the documentary. All right, well, there's also a documentary that claims... You know, Courtney killed Kurt. So I don't know. Also, he talks about how at S4 they had this biometric device that measured the length of your finger bones because they're, they're unique to every individual. Well, why would they do that? If fingerprints are fucking unique to every individual, why do you got to take it to that level? Uh, people said that science fiction, well, maybe you could fake fingerprints because they're external. People said that science fiction... That's not, oh, people said that's science fiction, those don't exist. But recently, pictures of this device were released. See below. Another one is the existence of element 115, which is allegedly the power source of the anti-gravity devices. As of a few years ago, 
we can man-make this element in particle accelerators, but it is very unstable and decays within seconds. In the new Netflix documentary, Bob says that he took a piece of element 115 from S4 and hit it and says that's why his house slash business keep getting raided. Well, why don't they just arrest you and grab all your shit? Anyways, I thought this was extremely interesting. I linked the Joe Rogan episode here uh, for you. And for a documentary, just search Bob Lazar on Netflix. Personally, I thought the Joe Rogan podcast was much better than the documentary, but it's worth checking out. Hope to catch you in Jersey soon. Cheers. All right, I'll watch it. I'll watch the Rogan thing. I'm not going to watch the Netflix thing. I can't, I'm, where I'm at, I can't figure out how to fucking get on it anyways. Um, all right. Well, that's the podcast, everybody. Did I bring up everything I had to? Please, once again, remember, please watch the um, Ian Edwards stand-up special July 12th on Comedy Central. All right? That's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you on Thursday. Toyota, you know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places.